cliffcentral.com The Unview The Thin, The Rich and The Fabulous on cliffcentral.com And this is The Unview The Thin, The Rich and The Fabulous and it's a Thursday and it's good to be with you here on cliffcentral.com My name is Alan Ford and uh, the summer's in the air Magic's here. Yeah, it's always good, good stuff. We've got a lovely packed entertainment show here for you. Uh, Paul Slabolepsky and Bobby Heaney are coming into studio. We've also got a band, a top band called Rubber Duck. The Rubber Ducks. <laughs> yeah, we'll chat to them. I believe the hits all over the, the radio. We also were talking to uh, a great restaurant in, um, in Cape Town, one of the top restaurants. You know, we always do our restaurant review. We'll chat to Chatty Matty with regard to the magic of the theater and the entertainment scene. And we're going to talk about what I would imagine to be, for men in South Africa, possibly the biggest event of the year. And it's the GQ Best Dressed Man. And on the line from GQ Magazine, I have uh, Jason Alexander-Besson. He is uh, the fashion editor. And this really is the, ma- the men's premium event, Jason, is it not? It is, and it's, you know, it's not only that. It's also the, the one event of the year where men really show up, and by that I mean they turn it out with their suits. They come dressed to the nines, looking like, you know, gold, basically. Jason, it is interesting, because often if you, if you think about it uh, in South Africa, we've got the Miss South Africa's, we've got the Style Awards in some respect. You've got the other award ceremonies, which is women's glamour's best dress. And, but this is the only thing for guys, really, is it not? <laughs> It really is. Well, I, I mean, we, we, have, we have Mr. Universe and things like that, but I don't <laughs> think people on. pay much attention to that. <laughs> Let's take it seriously, Jason. Let's take it seriously. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this is kind of, um, I think that's also, you know, that's part of the culture of kind of men's way. We like to do things, you know, we like to do things a bit more discreetly. We, we like to keep to ourselves. We don't like to kind of flaunt our stuff. And we like to focus our attentions on one single thing. And happens to be the best dressed men of the year awards. I must tell you, GQ, the style has changed somewhat. I love the fact that you're doing a lot of, shall I say, a male Vogue version. And I think it's quite divine, uh, Jason, in terms of the fashion and as a fashion editor. Uh, and it's great to see that, you know, we're doing something different with men's fashion. What is the secret and why has it shifted in the direction that you're, that you're going? Well, I think um, I think what's what's kind of happened, which I've seen a lot, is um, you know I think the transition that we're seeing these days is a move from heritage to kind of just embracing what's happening in the here and now. So you know when I refer to heritage, I talk about like that very sort of traditional kind of sartorial vision of what a man needs to look like. So that's that very very kind of structured, suited and booted um, sort of look. You know, very tailored very sort of accessorized and all of those things. Um, And I think that the move is kind of slowly away from that because also particularly in terms of South African fashion, you know, it's about we're at this beautiful point in our lives where we're kind of rediscovering or actually just, yeah, rediscovering ourselves as South African men and kind of redefining what it means to be a South African man in fashion. So with that, you know, we're kind of embracing new, looser silhouettes. It's more comfortable. It's more natural. It's more organic. Um, there's a lot more personal style rather than kind of like a uniform of style. And I think that, um, you know, from, certainly from last year's Best Dressed Awards to this year's Fashion Showcase, like we're seeing a lot more in the way of prints, a lot more in the way of like really sort of razzle-dazzle mm. fabrics. And, you know, I think it's just a really exciting time to be a man in fashion these days. Jason, 
Best dressed man, how, how do you select the, the, the winners? Because there are an array of winners, and then, of course, we have the overall winner. How does, how does the process begin? It's quite a lengthy process, so it kind of almost takes up to six months. Um, so what happens is we canvas social media and make, you know, sort of make notes on who's out there, who's talking, who's saying what. Um, you know, we're paying attention to that. We're also paying attention to, you know, personal style. Like, that's obviously a very, very, very important factor in our decision. And I think we're also kind of into consideration they represent. Um, you know, we have had some issues in the past where a best dressed man has kind of, you know, not lived up to his name. Uh, <laughs> I won't mention who those people are, but that's also why, you know, it's not just about the man's clothing. It's about the man inside the clothing. And um, it's also just taking into account like a track record of what they've contributed to this country and what they stand for as a man. And I think that's also really important going forward because, you know, it's, it's, style isn't just a superficial kind of aesthetic value. It's something that you embody from, you know, the, from the toes all the way up to the crown of your head. You know, it's inside your soul. It's a way of being. So it's important to acknowledge uh, men that are actually going to kind of lead the way and pave the way for other men in this country um, in terms of how they live their lives and what they represent. Because, you know, we don't only want to be rewarding guys that are stylish and, you know, big talk and no walk, you know. Mm. Um, and I think that's also, it's a, it puts us in a very responsible kind of position. You know, we can't just be punting, you know, guys that are making noise but um, aren't, aren't doing actually much, setting yeah. good... My final question, are you allowed to reveal any of it before next week? <laughs> well, um, I, can, I can tell you that I think this year's selection um, and this year's winner is it's <laughs> going to make a lot of people happy. And I think it's also something that's been a long time coming. Okay. Um, so yeah, I won't give away too much, but um, yeah, we're gonna I'm have the winner. Excited. We're gonna have the winner on uh, next week. We'll we'll chat to them. Uh, but but more okay. importantly, it's great to see the work that the GQ team are doing for men's fashion and for men in general. You know, it's uh, you know I, I just think the magazine's doing great. Congratulations, and we look forward to Thank being you at the so event. Much, it is the the, it's the a men's labor of love. It's a labor of love. <laughs> we love doing what we do. It is the men's <laughs> event of the year, Jason. And I've got to tell you, it's always fun to go. And I must say, the men are always very hot. You can't lie. Do you know what? Do you know what you're wearing yet, Alan? I know exactly what I'm wearing because I don't change much. But I must say, I started <laughs> to dress up the butter, the butter, the um the bow tie, and I, I'm I'm trying these new pins that you put on with like little flowers and stuff. It's very interesting. Okay, okay, lapel pins. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I do. Right. We, we're learning, Jay. But you got to do it for right. us, baby. If you need some, if you need some, you know, advice or consultation, I shall you know you. my number. <laughs> I, know, I know your number. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> and, uh, cool, thanks so much for having us on, Alan. Excellent. I really appreciate it. So that's uh, Jason Alexander Basson, and he is uh, the fashion editor for GQ, uh, GQ magazine. And uh, I guess the best dressed man. We're going to find it out next week, and we'll have them on the show. This is clipcentral.com. So from looking good and feeling fit to eating good and feeling great. Um, I've got to tell you, one of my favorite restaurants in Cape Town is a restaurant called Beluga. And... Um, you know, there, there are lots of them around South Africa, but this is the genuine one, the original. And so what you're listening to here is just talking about Beluga in Cape Town. We've got the owner, Oscar, the absolute, he should get an Oscar for the, 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 the brilliance of its food. Uh, thank you for joining us, Oscar, on the show. Oh, you're welcome, Anna. You know, I don't do these sort of things, but for you, Mr. Ford, I'll do almost anything. So, yeah, you know what that means. 
Oscar, I must tell you, you know, you're an institution, but most importantly, what impresses me is that I can come to your venue before seven o'clock. It's half price cocktails, half price sushi, but it's not this lame, horrible sushi. It's the proper McCoy stuff. And, and, and all in all, your, your service, the ambiance, it's got to be one of the best restaurants in Central Cape Town. I know, you know, I know we're far from the best ever. Yeah, I know it's all about the love and what we put in there. We love what I do and I love Cape Town. So that's really, you know, love the people. And I actually, you know, we love everyone. I think that kind of filters through at some point. It's all about the love and, you know, the food that just comes with it, I think. Oscar, tell us a bit about your summer menu and what people can expect from Beluga 2016. You know, it's, 2016. 2016 is going to come, but soon we, you know, we do molecular gastronomy. We've been working on things for so long. It's just finally. What is that, by now. the way? What is molecular gastronomy? If you obviously know Eastern Blumenthal and how they cook with all this little funny stuff. We did kits a while ago. We created like ways of cooking with it, and we just never pushed the idea. But we know all the science behind food, so it's just figuring it out how to get a property to our guests, and that we're working on at the moment. So yeah, it's like a. Beluga's new logo is handcrafted and it's our fifth version. So we keep on saying every version we do, every reinvention just gets on better. What would you, for people that have never been to Beluga in Cape Town, what for you are the number one meals? Well, what should people be eating on your menu? Oh my God, Alan. Sushi's number one. Here. Yeah, it's. Seafood, okay. No, sushi's only like a bit of, a bit of ourselves. We only do 18 million pieces a year. 18 million um, pieces of sushi. Yeah, that's all we do. We kind of push it a little bit more. But I'll let you know, there's only so many salmons in the sea. So, <laughs> you know, so and the rand dollar is messing us a bit. And then the food, we do a duck now, you won't believe. It's a fresh duck. It uh, gets to a certain weight, and we only use young, fresh ducks because they're better. Obviously, I'm moving up in age, but I know that I have a little bit too fat in my body when I was mm-hmm. younger. And um, the ribs, slow braised, 12 hours deboned. We use chewy cooking. Um, so yeah, about everything. I don't think there's anything bad on the menu. So once, so, so your store in Cape Town, eighteen million pieces of sushi. Area. Eighteen million pieces, yes. Okay, and 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 you know, Oscar, it is a big pull-in factor that people can go at five o'clock, have half-price cocktails, have half-price sushi, and I've done that all day, Alan, all day on Sunday. Can you believe it? Yeah, I and think we've it's done great. this now for ten years, and we're going to do it for the next ten. And it's not easy, but we're managing to keep it there. And the quality, we are pushing to get better every single day. Well, I've got to tell you something. I, I've selected you as my restaurant of the month. I think it's excellent. I For think the month? I can't know, Mr. Ford. You've been there so many times. Only okay, you restaurant of the year. But I mean... Of I've, the year? No, I mean, come on. You, you used to eat the sushi salad there. You know that. That tuna salad used to blow you sideways. Okay, the restaurant of a lifetime. There you go. We're more than just a restaurant of a lifetime. We are just a restaurant, and all we do is make food, and that's the basic it. But no, we we're there. We're not never going to be on the top mm. sixty anywhere in the world. But yeah, we are. We are. So yeah. But again, I I find it it's it's value for money. The quality is not is top class, first class. Um, we try, Alan. You know, so we try and keep the prices. It's just why you know we work very hard. We don't make mm. excessive amounts of money, but it's never been about the money. It's about making people happy. So. And I know that's always been your philosophy, Oscar Beluga. Oh, is, yeah, do I am? Is open seven days a week. I know the only day you don't open is I think Christmas Day. Um, no, no, Alan. We use Christmas Day. We we work very hard to make everybody happy, and I'll be there Christmas. And years to make sure for special occasions, but I mean, every day I try and work as much, even though, again, I've got beautiful partners and awesome staff, and we really try and get everything better, so yeah. It's Beluga, it's the best, and of course, it's in Greenpoint, don't miss it. It's great.
No, you can't miss it. So what else would you like to know about your support? I just think you're fabulous. We're gonna. I want to still do a big eat out there with you. We'll do that at a later stage. Do some fun. Yeah, no, just remember, I like blondes, but I think I found a perfect one. So no more looking <laughs> for blondes for Oscar. I think we had a campaign <laughs> plan for Oscar needs a wife or something like that. But a Bruce came here Friday, so we got that waxed. It's excellent speaking to you, Oscar. And of course, Beluga in Cape Town is the place to be. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, Anna. I appreciate it. And that is a great, great restaurant, really. Sure, not to be missed. And please don't compare them to the other ones around the country, but this is the one. This is the original. Beluga in Cape Town. So here on The Unview, every single week we discuss, of course, the the magic of the entertainment world, the magic of theatre. And I must tell you, I, I think this is the only spot that really accredits theatre to the extent that, that we that we do. And I, and, I, and I love doing it because I think that theatre can never be a lost art. In this, in the society. We can never have it. And uh, my special guests coming up in a moment is Paul Slab and Bobby Heaney. We'll chat to them in a moment. We've also got a band coming in later called Rubber Duck. I thought Rubber Ducks were on the sea. That's just me, but hey, you never know what ends up happening. But on the line, we've got our regular theatre contributor, Mr. Entertainment himself, Chatty Maddie Matthew Coonan. Welcome to the show, boy. Ellie, it's so different being on, on this side of the studio today. I know, I know, and it, it's and it's weird not having you here with me. It's kind of strange. But the That's other day, weird. a couple of weeks ago, I was in Cape Town and we had to do this. So I know. Of that, how did the Red Week go? How did it all go? This fest was a feast. It was an absolutely, absolutely awesome affair. Um, proof of concept is there. It is something that's going to be a regular on our entertainment calendar. And um, I think you know, just the, the brave, the brave Red Hill for putting it, putting themselves out there, kind of creating a new platform. For our artists to celebrate and perform their work, I think it's awesome, awesome, awesome. What's so, happening in really theatre? What's happening in the theatre this week, my boy? Well, Ali, we came, we came down with the most awesome opening evening of Annie. I mean, it is the, the best musical for families this, this coming season, and we had the privilege of of being there, you know, on Sunday, mm-hmm. and that was absolutely fantastic and magic. And hats off to hats off to the team and and the producers for for putting on big kind of I call them McDonald's musicals because they're the same wherever you go but except this one has our own our own talents you know there um, are the McDonald's musicals but you know what you know that when you go to McDonald's wherever you are in the world you're getting a sure thing okay but I mean exactly but I personally think it's, uh, it's McDonald's not first class this is first class no it, it totally is and you know what I think I think with our South African cast we've got a I don't know we've got a hunger with our with our with our actors you know we don't we don't have the regular West End gigs over here so our actors, I think, are, are working that little bit, little bit harder to, to sustain themselves. And, I don't know, it comes across in the, in the excitement and the, I don't know, the professionalism of the cast. They're constantly on it. So I'm really chuffed about that piece, and I really wish them well in their, in their venture, you know. Matthew, um, what else is happening? You know what? There's, there's the fantastic stuff happening at the, at the market theater. So there's, a, there's a piece that opened this week, this last week, Friday, called The Cenotaph. And, um, uh, fantastic, fantastic, um, wonderful straight drama as always. Um, Matthew Ridnick at, um, at Daphne with you to come back at the program. We love Matthew. Um, great, great actor. And I'm just trying to think. Oh, of course, Dorp. You know, um, I haven't seen it yet, but it's open. I'm, I'll skip shortly. Um, Dorp is showing at Peter Tureen's theater and it's, it's one, you know, another Afrikaans piece and you just see these Afrikaans pieces. Mm kind of taking residence in Peter Turin's little studio theater upstairs. And um, it's, the, it's the team that brought you Altec and Maidruama and um, 
uh, what was what Sandra Prince was piece the, the name escapes me all of a sudden Oscar and he pink bunny so fantastic team Sylvain Strike directed that so a meticulous director um, really really exceptional I'm looking forward to seeing that and last but not least um, a piece that is making a comeback I saw it at the Market Theatre earlier this year um, directed by Bobby Heaney um, it's got Paul Slab in it um, Charmaine Weir-Smith and um, I think it's Renata Stuermann mm. and, um, suddenly suddenly the storm um, really really exciting piece it's good to see Paul Slab back on stage Paul Slab being Paul Slab such a generous um, and giving actor. Um, and what, what really was amazing about this piece, and I, and I hope that they recreate the same sense again, is the environment. The set is the most exceptionally, exceptionally detailed set um, that I've come across straight drama on stage in a long time. Um, in fact, built by the guys that bought you um, Sweeney Todd and Little Shop, so the guys from Durban, I think it's Greg King. Mm. Um, and I think, once again, what's, what's interesting here is we've got Bobby Heaney, who is a television and film director, if I'm not, I mean, yeah, television and, and director, film director. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so, and I think what he brings to this piece is that meticulous detail, which is often overlooked in theatre, um, because it's kind of just kind of broader strokes in terms of sets and stuff. And here we've got a piece which is just so detailed and crafted. And that is coming up, that's going to be opening at Daphne's Theatre on the Square. Um, but also in general theatre on the square a little later, I think this month. And I believe we're going to be speaking to, we're going to be speaking to Paul himself. They are in studio. I've got to tell you that we've got both of them in studio right now. But Matt, I've got to tell you, I'm missing you dearly. I can't wait to have you back with me next week. eh? Next week, we're together. See you next week, Al. Have a great time. Lots of fun happening next week. My Fikizola coming into studio. We've got some some really great names. That's uh, Chatty Matty, Matty Kunin, our theatre theatre. I call him a thespian, but he's not a lesbian, but we'll, we'll go with it for now. <laughs> and in studio, I have got, I would say, one of the top directors. Oh, thank you. One of the top producers. Well, listen, I, I, I want Matthew's number. Gee, I, I want I know, him as huh? my full-time publicist, please. Okay. I, I shall. I shall send it. <laughs> and then, of course, we have actor extraordinaire, Paul Slab. Welcome oh, to the show. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah. Paul Slabolepsky. Now, yeah. I mean, my goodness. I mean, of course, we know you for years in this business, but isn't it magical to be back on the stage to be doing such an interesting piece? Yeah, I know. It's absolutely out of this world. I mean, to be working with Bobby and a cast like I've got, Charmaine and yeah. Renata, they are just completely stunning. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's an incredible journey that is still ongoing. We, we, this is returning by public demand, mm. so we're very excited about the second run now. It is a second run, and it's based on a, a, a girl born in 1976. Yes, that's right. Tell me the story. Where does it begin? Well, look, we, we can't tell you that, uh, you know, this is the whole thing about this play. And, you know, having to tell people that, you know, you want to know the story, you have to see the play. Because there's so many twists and turns. And there's, a partic- there's something at the end of the play that can never be spoken about. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have to see it. But a, a, fas- a fascinating thing for me, I mean, I did write it to commemorate the 76 mm-hmm. riots. And it's, it's interesting that history kind of in a funny way repeating itself at mm. the moment. But I met him. It is funny, is it not? You know, and, yeah. and they're crazy. I always <laughs> seem to, I always seem to write, well, not always, but I have, I've written some plays that the timing is absolutely perfect. And, uh, education, youth, youngsters, mm. it's all happening right now. And we're doing this suddenly the storm. But I had a woman, uh, just a couple of days ago in Rosebank who'd seen the play and she said to me, 
that this, uh, uh, she said, I've got to tell you, I saw the players very excited about it. It's, it's the most heart wrenching love story since Romeo and Juliet. Mm. I mean, that, so, so it's a love story. You see, as well as something else. I think it's a thriller. It's a th- yeah, but I mean, yeah. but, it's, but, a, you know, it's a thriller. It's a love story. It's unbelievably funny, and you're not going to get better performances on the South African stage than the three actors on the show. Well, it, first, it it starts in the Far East Rand. Yeah, well, that's right. That's it, where it's set. Yeah, the whole look. I mean, what? Hold on, we got to start it. Okay. <laughs> it, yeah, it's the Far East Rand. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, and it's, you know, it's interesting for for people out there who. I mean, I saw a, um, a docky a couple of weeks ago, mm. the Radio Rats, and uh, they talk about growing up in Springs and everything. Mm. And in the movie, there you see you see there's a place. I think it's a Far East Rand dry cleaners. Yeah. Now. My the set the place the play is set in the far east rand gate and fence works. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a metal steel worker. I weld on stage. I angle grind. Because I mean, you're all, a former cop. Well, yes, you're, the, yes, you're yes, an ex-cop. He's a former ex-cop. Yeah, it's married to a, to a younger wife. To, to a younger wife. To a little puppy. Obviously. Yeah, puppy. Yeah. That's right. And this uh, a black woman arrives who's exactly forty years old. She was born on the sixteenth of June, nineteen seventy-six, mm-hmm. and she comes with a whole bunch of questions. And that, when Bobby says it's a thriller, that's exactly what it is. You think, what the hell is this woman looking for? Mm. Why? Why is this guy involved? And his young wife knows nothing about what's going on, you know. So that's basically how it starts. Mm. Yeah, uh, and um, and a roller coaster ride. It, Starts to from, reveal itself from beginning to end, and you know the audience come and sit in this auditorium, and they see a, a set straight out of Broadway. I mean, it's I mean, na- Greg King. Uh, Greg King. Uh, yes, Matthew mentioned it just now. His yeah. set is absolutely. Greg works with Stephen Stead. Yes, that, that's right, that's and they've got beautiful, absolute, yeah. and yeah. they're they're yeah. craftsmen. Cra- yeah, that's and it. they set the reality of the thing. It's a very very real play. Mm. Um, when you sit in that auditorium, you you look at that and you think, but that's that's a real place we're in, you know. And then you get these real performances and this unraveling of the marriage between Dwayne, played by Paul, and Chanel. Because her mother was mm-hmm. her mother was uh, her mother was Charlene and her Omar was Renal. So okay. put the two names together. Oh yes, become Chanel. <laughs> I must just say, it's a, and I've, I've been doing a lot of Afrikaans television. It is a very Afrikaans colored thing to take two names and mix them together. Yeah, yeah there's a whole story about how that happens. In the <laughs> yeah, well. I love it. I love it. Um, and then, of course, this this this. Whirlwind happens. She is the storm. We are literally, well, as Bobby was created. And I, mean, I can't go into too much detail. Yeah, Bobby's created mm. the storm on stage where, um, it, it, you know, the play, she enters and a whole lot of stuff goes on. But when the play starts really getting into the nitty gritty of things, a high felt storm arrives. Oh, and, okay. and, and that, that, that is the backdrop to the drama that's going on. And um, it's one of the so the the storm is not only literal, and I mean it's an incredible thunderstorm that happens on stage, uh, but obviously the storm of Dwayne's life as mm. this woman comes in and uh, and all hell breaks loose. I can just imagine, yeah, because I would imagine Which, that. Dwayne was involved that uh, period, uh, as yes. an ex-cop in that period. <laughs> yeah. I can yeah. just imagine. Yeah, I, I would imagine. It would, yeah, it would, 1976. Yeah, one could, yeah, he, was, he was 22 yeah. years old. I can uh, just see it. Yeah. Going into, rumbling into Soweto in the belly of a oh, yeah. hippo. You know? so, so, you know, yeah, yeah. I think it's, and I think a lot of this work um, does create some reconciliation. 
Absolutely. I, I haven't seen it, yeah. but I can just see where I, potentially it could hold a lot of space. You know, Paul mentioned just now heart-wrenching. I think it's incredibly moving, the, the ending of the play, uh, without giving too much away. Um, you go through this roller coaster ride, as you say, and these three people's lives just explode. Um, but there is certainly uh, a, a very moving ending, which I think uh, gives a lot of hope to this country. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I don't think I could write a play, right? Especially right now, that doesn't deal with the coming together, because we deal with racism, sexism, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff in the play, all those isms. But you know, in the end of it all, after this huge storm that just tears everyone to pieces, uh, there's this great coming together, um, and uh, the audience response. Up to now, that's why we're bringing it back. It's been just phenomenal. Standing ovations, packed houses. 85% houses. Yeah, the last and we, one, want, yeah. we want to continue that now, and, but just let people know that it's on. <laughs> I find it quite incredible because I'm sitting with, with two exceptional people. But, but I do want to say the following, is that but all three of us, Right. Started in the radio background. Yes, that's yes, right. Yes, yes. Sports commentator. That's right. Yes. Okay. I was back in the public address at the at the Wanderers <laughs> and early morning on seven o two with John Burks and uh, the eye in the sky. Well, you and I doing the eye in the sky. Bobby Heaney. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Chubby Ford. He's sitting. I said, Chubby Ford. You know? Do you know how many years ago you're talking now? Paul and I oh. first. Uh, the first play that of uh, Paul's that I directed was Saturday Night at the Palace. That's thirty four, no, thirty five years ago. Yeah. And uh, here look, we are again. It was the play at the Roadhouse. Because there's not much radio happening, but there's incredible uh, uh, theatre work happening with you. Yeah. And, and, t- and okay. film, by the way. Yeah, obviously. Movies as well, for, yeah. Forever. And Bobby, you behind the scenes. You're now like the eye in the sky filming everything. <laughs> <laughs> you big brother. Yeah. And uh, uh, what an interesting world to be in. Yeah. You in know, South Africa. Alan, you said something just now, and I just want to pay, pay you a compliment. It... it Theatre is the mother of the arts, and yet it is the Cinderella of the arts as mm. well. It's really hard to get people excited enough to get out of their couches uh, on an evening and go and sit for two hours in a in a live theatre. And f- for me, the fact that you're punting theatre in this day and age, we can't thank you enough because it's when people get into the theatre and they go, oh, wouldn't, why didn't we do this before? Mm. And the fact that you get them in there means yeah. a lot to us. Thank you. I thank you for, for that. But I do think it is such an art and I think mm. it's the most difficult. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Bobby, being, a, a, being in television, you and I know we can cut. Yes, we can cut exactly, and, cut. and yeah. we can. You know, I mean, the three talk in the lean days. Obviously, we couldn't cut those, but you contrive a lot of stuff. But, 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 and so, so, but theatre. The minute you're on, you're alive. The same it. as where it's what. Yeah, it's a fix, and it is a fix, and you mm. you get that you know connection with the audience. You know, you think suddenly the storm comes on stage, and uh, you have people sitting there waiting to, to, to climb on this train with you, this runaway train, and then walk out like. Flying, you know, and that's that. That's how it's been every night for us. This this show. Well, I, we can't wait to see it, but I'm not leaving you just at that. I want to know what other work you've been doing of late. Of course, Paul, we look back at, at your life in 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 film and in theatre, yeah. uh, and I had the pleasure of doing um, a Sunday show on Seven or Two, where we got to spend one on one time with people, and I used to make them bring the music in, and I had Bill Flynn. Oh yes, who was your who was yeah. your great friend? My, yeah, I mean he left us far too soon. Yeah, yeah. But I remember him because at that time we're going back fourteen, maybe fifteen years ago. He was saying, "This is like my this is my bestie. This is my man. <laughs> it's like Paul and Bill. Absolutely, it's yeah. like it's like a Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah. And when you look back on those years, what are some of your greatest moments 
of your career? Oh, you know, there, 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 are too many, there are too many to mention, you know. I mean, uh, I suppose the, the greatest time was, was, was traveling with Saturday Night at the Palace, mm. uh, you know, going all around the UK <laughs> and going to Sweden yes. and stuff yes. like that. You know, those, those were great. Playing the old Vic in London. Playing, yeah, yeah, I played the old Vic. You know, not many people who can say they played the, probably the most famous theater in the world. Mm. Two South Africans hoying on the stage. But I mean that those 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 are really great days. I mean I've got tons of stories mm. of of stuff we did and and yeah I, I miss him. It's huge. But the fact that you can go on doing theatre and still mm. creating stories and I kind of in a funny way he's always around now. I, I get the feeling mm. that when I'm doing a show, often before I go on stage, even for the, suddenly the storm, I'll be look up and say, okay, I'm going to hoy now into the storm. And in a funny way, Bill is is there. You is know? there? Yeah. 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 And Bob, when you look back in terms of the magic that you've worked to these guys together with Paul, with I mean, yeah. thirty-four years of magic and of hard work. This is not easy stuff. Eh? No, way. this is not for sissies. No, but I, I've also got to mm. say, Paul's given me an extraordinary gift in my life. In that, mm. I've now directed twelve, thirteen of his original plays, mm. which means you bring them to life, and that's an enormous responsibility when you when you put on a play for the first time. You've got to make sure, like uh, with Suddenly the Storm, that it's a great success and that it'll live for the next two, three, four, five years, uh, because uh, you know when you when you bring it to life, you have no idea whether it's. Really really going to mm. work or not. And with this one, uh, I think Paul has written his, his best play by some margin. Paul, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, of course we're going to see this. And yeah. It's going to be magical. But Saturday Night at the Palace yes. needs a comeback. <laughs> yeah, come you, on, you know, Bobby. But it you needs know, a bit of a comeback. You know, in a funny way. I mean, the, 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 yeah. you're talking about soccer boots. Yes, you better right, get the to, to, the, to the comeback. Yeah, there are echoes of of Palace, like in this one. It's like almost Very like it's a full so. circle. Yeah. I started really? with the Palace. Palace was the big explosion, mm. and 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 um, I, and I, I said to Bobby, I'm going to give you a play that is as powerful as as Saturday Night at the Palace, mm-hmm. uh, in many in different ways. Okay, it's not two guys on a motorbike and stuff, which is <laughs> yeah. Palace. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bringing a motorbike on stage. I think when I said to Bobby the first time, "Hey, Bobby, we're going to bring a bike on stage," and he sort of went white. But um, and you know, and then we had that Honda on on the Old Vic stage in London, and these poor Brits had never seen anything like it in their lives before. You know, uh, I, yeah. I, 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 and of course, the famous just like. Yes, like, yes, yeah, that like, is like, 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 Deep emotions that these people feel. Mm. Saturday Night at the Palace was raw, out there. It was an uh, anti-apartheid play that dealt Mm. with the awful things that were happening at that time. This one is dealing with South Africa today. Um, uh, Reverting back to stuff that happened in in Mm. 1976, uh, sure. But for me, it's much more complex. It's much more emotional. And it's much more, if I may say, mature and could only have been written by somebody who is now... Who has matured? <laughs> Sorry, I mean, no, no, no. now you have matured. But listen, he still comes on swinging a baseball bat with blood on the bat. I mean, it's it's a wild. I mean, the entrance—you've never seen an entrance to, to Johnny Clegg's. What what's the number? But uh, he comes on. What is it? Way MP or something? Yeah, no, no, no. What's the number? I can't remember. But we got—he comes on. He's just no. been going out. He's a collector as well. Mm. Like he was a cop years ago. He's an iron and steel worker now. But he he now he to, collects to, to, debts. He collects debts. And you know, you know me. 
Jimmy Abbott and all those oaks. Uh, yeah, of course. Listen, when, the, when the oaks listen, don't pay, boy. I'm from Lebanese descent. Well, yeah. <laughs> we, we get it. Eh? We get it. So there's that in the play. You know, when the guys see this oak coming onto the baseball bat full of blood, they think, what the hell is this? But, you know, it moves into different areas and that. So it's like, but, and as Bobby says, I've taken, like, there were, there, there are powerful, gritty elements that, like, were in Palace, mm. but I've taken it way beyond that in mm. this play. Yeah. Which is great. Which is, which we want to see. We, you want to see, um, Progression yeah. in in one's own personal work yes. and in where someone was 40 years ago, even as a director and a producer, yep. it's great to see what you've done in 10 years and then 10 years yeah. from there. And that's, yeah. that's the best way to kind of be in some respects. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, take you on a bet now. If you're not utterly, utterly blown away by this play when you see it, I will take you and a couple of your mates for dinner. <laughs> But if you if you I are blown away, I love Bobby. And if you are blown, I'm taking away, you for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where I'm sneaking. In. Okay, I'm, I will be. Firstly, I'm a huge Bobby Heaney fan, thank and you. a huge Paul fan. So I will be blown away, and I cannot wait to see it. So, so let's let's just get down to the nitty gritty. What are the dates, and how long does it run for? Well, you know, there's something we should say straight away, mm. Alan. We're creating a bit of history here, in that this is the first time that a market theatre play. Is going to be presented at Daphne's Theatre on the Square. Yeah. Nelson Mandela Square, yeah. Yeah. And it's only being done because we need to continue the play while it's still hot. Mm. It was produced for the first time in uh, in June this year to uh, coincide with June the 16th, Mm. which is an important day. Um, And the fact that it's now... um, at the theatre on the square, we think we're going to be getting to another bunch of uh, people who wouldn't necessarily go to the market. I made a statement. I went with uh, with Matthew Coonan to a play at the market theatre recently, mm-hmm. uh, Zaik Simdao, uh, yes. directed by John Connie. Yes. And that market theatre on a Tuesday night was buzzing, yeah. booming. Yeah. Yeah. It was packed and the bars were full and the theatre was full. And then… A couple of nights later, I went off to Theatre on the Square and was hugely disappointed by thinking, but in my thought pattern, because I thought, is Explorer and Netflix really that good that yeah. you're sitting at home and you're not, and they, they, they happen to have magical stuff on at the time? Because Daphne doesn't touch things that are not, yeah. that firstly don't fill up the theatre and, and don't make it work. But I do think people need to get back into it. Yeah, because no, there are, and I think the young, uh, should I say Johannesburg, Joburg, Bramfontein cultures getting it, and of course, uh, we're seeing that. But we need to get people from the outer areas into the theatre because it's it's yeah. still such a wonderful thing to do, and it's not heavily expensive. Yeah. It's not costing no. you. But no, exactly. but we have this idea in our head: the minute we go off to the UK, the first thing we're going to do is go and buy tickets for Annie, and this yes. is it. And you and know, we that, spend a hundred dollars on it. Yeah, please, a hundred pounds, two hundred yeah, pounds, easy. I mean, it's crazy. And and you know, here as we've said, you know, you're getting with our play with suddenly the storm, you're getting mm. a broad Broadway production for point naught 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 one percent of what you plan Broadway, and it's as good as what you see on Broadway. And what are tickets at at the moment? One hundred and fifty bucks. I mean, come on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's can I just tell you, it's a great theatre. The bar is great. Yeah, <laughs> great bar, and you're right on the square. You're you know, on the, the square, yeah. it's easy. And the nicest thing is it's an intimate space. Yeah. 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 Um, and I can imagine what you could. I can. I can't wait to see what you can do on that stage because. No, no, you won't believe. Such look, you know, it's interesting that we've had to. We've had to make a couple of plans to get our big stage set from mm. the market onto the stage, but we're getting it on there. And the and I was think I was thinking I was there last night mm. at the theatre. I thought, geez, the audience are going to be blown away when they see this. It, we're going to get it onto that stage, uh, and uh, uh, you know, with a couple of compromise, not too much like the roof. We have to take the roof away, but it's otherwise it's it's as you would have seen it at the market. You know, so it's great. 
And we start on the 26th of October, which is what? a couple, It's two weeks tonight. Yeah. Two weeks tonight's the opening. And uh, we play for four weeks. And audiences need to, to book early because last time, I mean, we were turning hundreds of people away in the last week at the market. We don't want to have that kind of Please, situation let's here. Book, book, yeah. let's, gi- let's give the date. It's the yeah, 26th 20, till the end of November. To the, no, to the 19th of November. November. So okay. it's four weeks. Four weeks. We play 8.15 every single night. Uh, on Saturdays, we do a 5.30 as well for people who want to have an early evening. But it's 8.15 every night except Mondays and Sundays. But every other night. And, um, yeah, people need to – I think it's Ticket Pro. You get tickets or you can phone to the theater. Just phone deaf. Phone, phone, yeah. yeah, phone, phone How the deaf? Theater. Give me a ticket. <laughs> I'll pay for the ticket, obviously. But, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it will be it, – it does appeal to people from All ages, 14, yeah. 15 um, onwards. To, yeah. Again, when I read the, the reviews, it's a – it is a – as you said, a thriller. Yeah. yeah. But there is – an element yeah. of dark no, comedy. No, people laugh and they Oof. cry. People sob in this play, but they also laugh out of their seats. You know, which, which is that—that's a great thing for us. You know. Well, we look forward to it. I can't wait to be there. I can't wait to have you guys back in studio. We do some more magical things. Bobby, what are you doing? What's on TV? What can we watch? Bob? Well, you know, at the moment, I've, I'm taking a real backseat in that I'm running the Mnet um, Magic uh, in Motion Academy. Okay. Uh, so I've got 20 interns that uh, I am uh, teaching the business of television and film. And it is so exciting to be working with these youngsters. We've got to do some stuff. Yes, please. Because we've got to get them on some of my productions and get yes, them out please. there. Yes, please. Because I do a lot of stuff for CakeNet, which is lovely for a person that really mm. understands Afrikaans perfectly, but poorly, poorly, poorly at speaking it. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, understand. but that's, and I I've love come, what Emmett's doing. I've come doing. off a film set right now. We make four films during the course of mm. the year for Mzanzi Magic. And right now we're shooting the second film, six days to shoot a movie. It's a real test because my interns do absolutely everything from the conception to the writing to the pre-production to all of the production work, post-production. They do it all themselves under my mentorship, and that's Bobby Heaney. And of course, we're going to watch for that Emnet uh, Magic, Emnet Magic. Bless Paul, you. what what do we have after this? This, I'm telling you, suddenly the storm is for the next. As Bobby says, yeah, next three, four, we're going to London, we're going to New York, we're going to Australia, we're going, we're going all over the place. <laughs> the so, boys are back. The boys are back. Now this, they're really hitting the road. With Bill Flynn watching us from Bill heaven. Watching. We love I mean, it. Yeah. I, think, I think he's somewhere in the back there as he's pushing ah, us along know, as we're going. You know how it goes. Come on, they don't really go anywhere. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, no. Love you guys and cannot wait to see it. Do not miss suddenly the storm. Happening at Daphne's Place 26. Theatre on the Square. Until Nelson Mandela the, Square. Yeah, until yeah. the, the mid-end, well, mid-November. And of course, get in there and get there fast. Buy those yeah. tickets, 150 bucks. Come on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you for joining me. Thank Can't you. Thank you, you Alan. Thanks, Alan. This is CliffCentral.com. My name is Alan Ford. And of course, the magic continues. The Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous on CliffCentral.com. So it's the magic of the unview every single Thursday, the thin, the rich, and the fabulous. And we still can't work it out who's the thin, who's the rich, who's the fabulous. Well, I definitely am fabulous. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is the magic of radio, and it's good to be here on cliffcentral.com. Jam Josie joins us next week, and uh, it's going to be one of, I think, one of the best festivals. I love a festival, number one, where it's not too crowded, where I can eat and drink a lot of stuff. That's just me. It costs you a hundred bucks to get in, and it's in, at Monte Casino. You don't have to go to to like rocking the daisies or some weird outside place. You know, boys, this is what happens. But but one of the the bands uh, performing is a band called Rubber Duck, uh, and uh, this is their their new single. It's, it's, uh, this is their new baby stuff happening. Now this is rocking. So is it folk, is it pop, is it swing, 
I think it's just good music, baby. That's what it's about. At Jam Josie, and I'm so happy they've joined me in studio here on The Unview. It's Rubber Duck. Boys, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. What's happening? That is your new single. It's called We Were... Are we, are, are we there, there yet? Yes. Sorry, are we there upside down. <laughs> Sorry, trying to remember it. Um, but this is, it's, it's rocking on radios at the moment. Radio yeah, station. yeah, yeah. We've been very fortunate. It's getting quite a lot of airplay and we're very, very excited. It's our first single of our debut album. I mean, we've been around for two years and finally we've got something to release and this is it. I know that we let your friends here at Cliff Central. We, we, we love you peeps. Yeah, I mean, we've been here quite a few times. We, you must come back and back. I mean, listen, we're having a Christmas festival. Oh, yeah. We've got to get you guys to do some stuff with us. We're having a... Cool. No, it's going to have everyone rocking on stage doing Christmas carols for, for charity. Oh, nice. That sounds fun. I'm including you peeps. Just so you know, the lab just says this. <laughs> we, don't, we don't ask. It's One like, lab to the other so, lab. You know how it goes, Sheldon Sham. Very simple. Like your mother says, oh, are you hungry? No, just eat it anyway. Finish. Do it. <laughs> so boys, the Jam Josie, we're going to chat about that in a moment. How did this all happen? Tell us about uh, Rubber Duck. How did, it, how did you guys come together? Yeah, Rubber Ducks, we've been together for about two and a half years now. It's, uh, to cut the long story short, I met Sheldon um, playing in a in a corporate band. I was singing, he was playing sax, and then our guitarist. We just had a lot of projects before that that we were working on, and then we got we put this thing together, and we released a song, and it seemed to work. And then we found a meal on Facebook, you know, like hey. social media these days. And uh, it <laughs> on was Facebook. Great. Yeah, <laughs> we saw this. Yeah, saw this guy like with a big beard, and he was, he was holding the guitar in a way that you know this guy can play. <laughs> we're like, yeah, we just saw his like technique from a photo, and we're like, yeah, let's 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 audition this guy. Yeah. And they were, the other guys were a bit like, at first, like, yeah, man, but you must, you know, you must give him a shot and like, just check it out. You know, don't, don't like, you can't go on a photo. We're missing one ba- <laughs> band member, Brendan Campbell. Uh, what does Brendan do? He plays guitar and the, the kick guitar. drum. And the kick drum, okay. Yeah. So, so Rubber Duck is just, describe your sound. People should be listening to you guys. So our sound, um, if you took Mumford and Sons mm-hmm. and, m- Mango Groove. Mango Groove. Oh, really? That was the one. <laughs> and they had a baby. Like a love child. <laughs> it, would be, it would be Rubber Duck. I've, yeah. got, I've got Claire Johnson on the show next week. Oh, awesome. So. Awesome. And, uh, you know, Mango Groove's yeah. coming up with a new album. Yeah. And Mifika uh, Zola's on it, a whole bunch of people. Yeah. But the interesting thing is I'm going to play this clip. <laughs> I'm going to make her listen to your music and I'm going to get you on the line. Oh, do that. Okay, do so that. basically, you are the love child of Claire Johnson. <laughs> and Mango yeah, Group. Yeah. Exactly. Um, guys, I think the, the best thing is that, that <clears throat> through the internet and through, through the magic of, of, I, I think these, no disrespect to Gareth and he's my mate and these idols and these type of competitions. Uh, w- there are a lot of people that still, uh, that, that need to come through. That are the, the original magic that doesn't have to stand on a stage in a reality competition. Yeah, I mean, look, look, look I, I'm 100% for that. And again, yeah, no disrespect to Gareth, I mean, and all them. No, I have, don't worry about it. I, have, I entered Idols twice, actually, beforehand. I didn't even get to the round to see <laughs> the judges. And look who's, which is like, look who's got like, the album, baby. <laughs> yeah, look who's got is, the album. Yeah, which is like to actually see the judges. I think, um, yeah, so I mean, I, I don't think you need... Uh, you know, like a competition to get to where you want to be these days. And I think also in South Africa, especially people, you don't, you, you take it more seriously if you don't do it that way. You take it more seriously if you strange, put in all yeah. the hard work. It's strange, eh? Yeah, it's very, very, very strange. But it worked. Like for us, we like, you know, I think if I had maybe done well in Idols and put a band together, for instance, I don't think mm. we might have had the success we're having right now. Well, you know, I think there's, I think if you've got the talent, you'll, you'll, yeah. you'll su- succeed. That's, yeah. I think that that's the truth, but it's yeah. really hard. And every shoulda, woulda, coulda singing on it, it's not gonna, yeah. not gonna really make it. Yeah. Um, your career, what, what can we expect from you guys? 
Are you doing a tour? What, what, what can we find? We're you? touring in December. It's actually our very, very first album I'm di- tour. Tell yeah. us what, what is are, happening. We are so excited. We're playing New Year's. Um, our first, let's, let's start the New Year's show. We're doing that at Billy's Beach in Canton on Sea. Yeah. We're really excited. The day before that, we will be in, uh, Cape St. Fra- in St. Francis Bay at Billy Beach. That side, we're starting off the tour in George. We'll be making our way up through Nisner, through Plett, up through J Bay, through, yeah, PE. Kenton and we're just going to have a great time. It's mainly Eastern Cape and Western Cape we're doing. And you know they said the chicks love the bands. <laughs> they do. They do. And you got a lab in it. You know, it's going to be very cool. And especially Lebby plays the saxophone. Yes, my goodness. Tell us about you. Where did you come from with the sax? Um, my lord. Okay, well I've, I've been playing sax since a very young age. I started when I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 22 now, so it's been about 12 years of just Playing and practicing and, you know. That was wait. great math, the show. Well, well, thank you. Well <laughs> On the money. Um, he plays the sex. Oh, he plays the ba- you, You're the singer. Shut up. Go on. <laughs> Singer's always got something to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick Jordan, hush. Boy, hush. Go on. Anyway, yeah, so, I mean, we, I played in a few different bands um, and then landed up playing for the corporate band that Nick yeah. mentioned earlier. And then ever since then, it's just been rubber duck all the way. Which I think is great. Guys, I look forward to, to being a part of the DUC. Yeah. Where did the name come from? I, I love asking this question. <laughs> uh, it was funny. Like, Brennan and I, before rubber duck, we were going to be DJs. And when I say we were going to oh, be like, DJs, because ju- 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 we, DJ, yes. that type of thing. And when I say we were going to be DJs, is because <laughs> we were attempting to maybe be DJs because okay. we didn't know what the hell we were doing. So we were going to wear duck suits, literally wear duck suits, and drop the song and drop our first single and actually like you know flap our wings more of like more hey, of a show. Okay. And yeah, so that's what was going to be called Rubber Duck. And then when when we needed a name for the band, that was the first thing that came to our mind. And we were like, okay, this is pretty cool. Yeah, it's called Rubber Duck. <laughs> Jam Josie, guys, we're going to see yeah. you there next week. Eh? That's, it's going to be rocking and rolling. Of course, it's I, I, I love it that people can go to Monty, yeah. drink, eat, craft stuff. Yeah, the exactly. craft bars, and it's uh, it's hundred rand to get in. Which night are you performing? We we there on the set, the Sunday afternoon. I think uh, it's a really it's a really cool concept. I mean, like I people, love it. Yeah, the people getting behind it. I mean, I know it's Sony ATV. They they are publishers, and it's a lot of the Sony ATV artists, and they're all local artists who are great artists. I mean, you know, if, to be signed to Sony ATV, you kind of got to have you know be 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 decent. So I mean, the people can expect quite a, a really really great show all around. Also, uh, Marshall Music are getting involved, which is very cool. They're yeah. supplying a lot of the of the of the backline and the sound, and you no, know. I think we're in cool. for a good time at a hundred bucks. I yeah. think it's. I, I, I know that they they they're praying for seven and a half thousand, but I mean, let's rock yeah. and roll. Joe yeah. Berg, you know what? You people say things are boring because half the time yeah. we're in Cape Town. Get your asses <laughs> up, go to the theater, go to concerts, go have some fun, yeah. go eat some good yeah. food, and you know what? Get with the program, man. Yeah, Get man. off that bloody bum on the seat watching TV. Yeah. For goodness sakes. And it's, yeah. it's quite sad. Festivals lately have, have taken quite a, no, you know, they, quite they, a knock. It's not, you, it's not doing well, but man. But you, you can't charge 800, 900 Exactly. Rand. You can't, guys. It's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. That's it's what's hard. so special now about this one is that exactly. you get yeah. access to over 20 artists yeah, and, and it's for like a hundred bucks. It's kind of crazy. I mean, you got to get in there while it's hot. You know, it is just do it. Get in it. It's going to be fun. You guys are my noodle favorites. I can't wait to, to learn more about you. We'll be following you and you'll expect you more the show is it yeah. a deal awesome That's man it. the rubber ducks thank you for joining me in studio this has been a great show here uh, on the unview the thin the rich and the fabulous paul slab and bobby heaney the rubber ducks have been on oscar discussing the food from beluga chatty maddie we also had uh, gq's best dressed man it's been a packed show next week my figures all and many many more here on the one and only cliffcentral.com it's been good cliffcentral.com